Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brewless Podcast, where indie video games and craft brews unite. In this episode, we pair an indie news roundup and the Stone Brewing Company Chocovesa. With me tonight, oh, well, I'm your host, Jackie Biter, <laughs> and I am joined by Casey Bowker. So uh, we've got a lot to get to, so let's get started with some news. Yeah. You want me to do it? I'll do it. You can get started. We haven't. Well, we haven't recorded in a while. Sorry. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we had an episode. If I look back, it's probably like June. I want to say. Yeah, after you were done getting married. Yeah. Like Seventeen thousand times. Yes, I did get married quite a bit. Um, to the same person. To the same person. To um, yeah. So, apologies uh, for how long it's taken to get an episode out, but uh, hopefully. As things uh, get colder here in western New York, things slow down a little bit. We can be more consistent. And Casey will live closer to my house. I'll actually be literal minutes away from Jackie's house. Um, that's part of the reason why uh, we're also buying a house. So, lots of fun stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so so that that's why you haven't heard from us for a while. So, we've got a, cool, a couple cool things in the pipeworks, the pipeline. We'll talk about the end of the episode. At the end of the episode. But, going with the Indie News Roundup, first thing I wanted to mention is Jotun has made its way into councils. Um, we recorded that episode, I think, last well, last year. Yeah. And um, really fun game about Vikings and Valhalla and amazing art. Like, amazing artwork, good soundtrack. You can listen to that episode if you go back, but... Um, they finally made it its way to uh, PS4 and Xbox One. So, uh, actually, uh, Chris Walk from Don't Forget a Towel, he got an advanced review copy of it. I got another review copy of it for the PS4, but I didn't... I was like, you can just have it. <laughs> I already played this game a year ago. It is awesome, but I'm really excited. Like, this indie title is making its way to, like, more people, I feel. So, and, I love it. And no longer does... Can the PC Master Race be totally hipster about some of these indie games? Because anybody can play them, provided that you have a current-gen console. If exactly. If you're still playing your N64, you're kind of out of luck. Right. <laughs> the, that's the true hipster. The people who don't even get, you know, current-gen, they call it next-gen, but current-gen consoles, like Jakey said. Um, yes. So, go check that game out. It's probably 15 bucks, and honestly, it's worth it. I mean, Absolutely. it really is. And... I mean, I always, you play an Xbox, or sorry, use an Xbox controller on your PC anyway. Begrudgingly, yes. Begrudgingly. Yeah. So you're playing with a console, yeah. you know, controller as it's it is. It's be more natural to you. Yes. Presumably. Um, another thing is, is that at, I think it was at E3, they announced Super Mario Run, right? Or no? No, WWDC. Yes, you're right. So, yeah, super excited about it? this. So I've been saying forever that I'm waiting for Nintendo to release like an app, and everybody's been like, when are you going to bring Mario? Mitomo the- is an app. Yeah, Mitomo, but it doesn't have Mario in it. But we also did a Me Too Tomo podcast, too. <laughs> we did do that, so that's also available. And I think it was like probably maybe April? Whenever Mitomo came out, we reviewed it shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Super Mario Run is coming out. Um, it reminds me a lot of like the current generation Mario games, like um, any title that was released on the Wii U. 
Um, it looks like that, and also one of the components. Super Mario like, Galaxy. That's uh, the like latest. That's. It reminds me more of the ones where like you can do the four player co op. Oh. Um, so those. Yes, those are fucking. They're super. Those fun. are very fun. Those very, are very fun. fun. This yeah. is explicit for a reason, people. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna look like that in terms of the graphics. Okay. At least according to the the information that they had WWDC. And um, you also have the opportunity that, like, if your friend is playing it and they get a super high score, you can be that guy or girl um, and and try to beat their beat their record, which I intend to do so. Against me? Against you, against anybody. Let me ask you a question. Um, how much would you pay for this Super Mario Run game? I don't know if it's it's free or not. I'm just asking. To be honest, I would... Good. They just let me try it at the bar. It's very good, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you say... Did you want your drink now, or...? Um, whenever you have a moment. I have a moment. No rush. Now, so I'm not rush. Yeah, if you could grab me a blue light, that would be awesome. Blue light? 16 or 20 ounces? 16, please. <laughs> you heard it first. Uh, Jackie's drinking non-craft beer hey, I during the podcast. I started with a choco, and I have to drive home. Okay. <laughs> We're doing really good. Awesome. Really, really good. So, what would I pay for this? I honestly, I would pay more than most, just being a Nintendo <laughs> fan girl. But I would probably say I would probably only pay around like five bucks. Okay. Four ninety nine is the way that pricing works on the uh, on the app store. Well, let's think about it. It's going to be a game that somehow will be monetized because that's the way games are. So it's probably going to be free. Okay, I mean, if it's a full game from Nintendo, and it's funny because, like, you think about it, for mobile games, you're like, eh, I'm not going to spend $5. You know what, though? I mean, like, some games, I know I bought um, Knights, Knights of the Old Republic, which is, like, a 15-year-old game or whatever, but I never played it before. I never had an Xbox. Um, it was out for the... For the mobile devices, I said, yeah, of course, I'll do it. But you're right. If it was $5, I would pay for it. $7, I'd pay for it. Um, I saw a picture today of Tim Cook playing it, and that's what prompted me to add it onto the uh, to the news today. But I thought it was really funny and cute. And, you know, everyone's... Tim Cook is just adorable. That, you know what? That's the thing. It's like, I don't want to get too far into it because we're going to talk about indie game stuff, but... Tim Cook obviously doesn't have the same presence as Steve Jobs, but I think that's part of it. Is like to me, he's just like this cute old like guy, not even like super old, but just you know whatever. Whereas he's Steve like, Jobs just like yeah. has a presence. He has a presence. Tim Cook is more like the kind of like the silver fox type guy. He looks like Anderson Cooper in like twenty years. <laughs> Anderson Cooper's an attractive-looking man, though. He'll never age, Anderson Cooper. Yeah. But I think, I, I think Tim Cook is a little more approachable. But, um, but yeah, I mean, neither here nor there. But. Yeah. So, who at the bar that appetizers when you go to? There's a gentleman in a blue shirt. Right. Sorry, guys. You know, we're in a bar, so... <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, we're at a Trada. Yes. Which is at the, um, the Culver Street Armory in Rochester. Doing one of our forgot on-site. we didn't say that. Yeah. yeah, it's one of our on-site podcasts. So if you hear noise in the background, it's not special effects. We're actually next to a bar. 
eating food and drinking beer. I'll add that into the show notes as well. Yeah. Live really from Trotta. Yeah, and it's it's and if you're in Rochester, it's a, it's a great place to come. It's a great date location. It's just a great place to come after work. You didn't tell me we were going on a date today, Jackie. <laughs> I wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> um, with your husband right next to us. <laughs> exactly, and like a bunch of friends of mine. Yeah. Better fear. Uh, next news item. It's two two items about uh, Steam. So first is the Steam Link. Which, as you know, is the standalone, uh, I guess, I will just say like a box. It's almost like an Apple TV that allows you to stream Steam games to your television set. Granted, you have a really fast internet service. Otherwise, it might not be so good. They are partnering with Samsung so that the next uh, upcoming TVs that are going to come out will already have like a Steam app on there which will get rid of the standalone Steam Link box and you'll be able to stream it right to the television set without like this extra step. Do you think this is something that Samsung is trying to do to get a strategic advantage over Apple, who has the Apple TV, which is a standalone device? Are they trying to one-up them by incorporating the technology into something that you already have so you don't have to buy an extra thing? Well, think of... already built your TV. Yes. I mean, you're absolutely right. Samsung isn't having the best month right now Note. yes the galaxy note 7 has it's explosive it's it literally is explosive um <laughs> do not get on a plane do not go you know do not pass go do go like 200 dollars. yes well you might you if might. you can <laughs> sue samsung but take it directly to wherever you bought it and get your money back um yeah. don't even take the replacement just just let it go yeah samsung to the best of my knowledge right now, I don't think it has anything on the gamers market necessarily. There's the Samsung um, Gear, right? Which is their 3D headset. Mm. But that's... It's not marketed as a gaming machine. It's more like, hey, you get a 3D uh, virtual reality experience when you hook this up to your Samsung phone. But then, I mean, you can watch Netflix with it. You can like do some like games from the uh, Google Play Store. But it's not marketed just as a gaming thing this teaming with steam i think is a pretty positive uh thing to do yeah i think so too i mean steam has I mean, it's got an extensive library yeah they have an extensive library they have rec- they're recognizable in the market and a lot of the people that are you know, already hooking up PS4 or an Xbox, this might be an opportunity for them to use, like, some of those PC-exclusive games that they can stream from their television. Exactly. And honestly, if I had a good internet connection and I was going to upgrade my television set, I would think about it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if I was in that market right now, like, I have a gaming PC, but I I think it would be a... I mean, you have to have... You still have to have a gaming PC to... Use Steam Link as well. True. So, I mean, you're right. Like, they're cutting out that one extra step of buying an extra peripheral just to um, stream their games. A box that your cats are going to knock off the mantle, etc. <laughs> so forth. Your cats, yeah. My cats are dicks, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, anyways, so that's the Steam Link. Another Steam thing that's happening is that. They are now going to support the PlayStation 4 controller. I'm very excited about this because I have a PlayStation 4. 
I actually had to buy an Xbox controller specifically to play with my gaming computer. But now it's going to be nice that I have that uh, wireless PlayStation 4 controller. Yeah. I'm pumped. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't own a PS4, but if I did own a PS4, I do have a friend who just bought one and he's super psyched about it, so this is good for him. Um, he can take his PS4 controller and play his games on his computer and then brag about it. And it's wireless. And it's wireless, yeah. Because I don't know how many of you own like an Xbox controller or the PC, but the cord is literally like 30 feet long. It is, it is, and it's, it's the fine. It's cumbersome thing in the universe. But... It is. But it's nice, though, that you have that long of a cord, because like the standard PlayStation USB cord for like charging and stuff that comes with it is maybe six feet. It's like just long enough that it's like annoying if you're trying to like your couch is not six feet away from your television set but there are ever who are six feet away from their television set those are the people who live in basements or live in, in in a bedroom or using it in a rec room at their college we're grown as adults and we that's just that far from our tvs we, we sit farther away from, from farther away from our tvs it's, that's what you get to do when you're an adult yes sit really far away from <laughs> You want to take this one? Um, so, for our, our friends out there in Colorado, there's a brewery named Dad and Dude's Brewery of Colorado. They've been awarded federal approval for a new line of beers called George Washington Secret Stash. And these are infused with non-psychoactive compounds, as in they won't get you high, that are found in marijuana. For those of you who have been living under a rock for some time, Colorado has legalized the use of recreational marijuana. Yep. As has Washington State. Uh, and maybe. I, I feel like, say, wait, Seattle? Probably. And wanna, yeah, and I want to say the District of Columbia may have also. Somebody, there was another state that did it or some place. D.C. I think D.C. D.C. has some interesting marijuana laws considering that it's the nation's capital. I think mm-hmm. you can have it, but you can't distribute or something. Okay. But anyhow. Um, so, yeah. Do we want to start mixing beer and weed? Is that even a good combination? I don't smoke weed enough or at all to, to say whether it's a good idea or not. Um, the fact that it doesn't get you high, I don't know what's the point. Uh, yeah. It's a different type of hops, right? Yeah, I guess. I feel like I feel like it would be more of a gimmick than anything else. Well, I'll tell you what. I okay, so I've I've definitely smoked weed before in my past, I and so when I have weed now, I eat it like in a cookie or or whatever. There is a Magic taste. Brownies. Yes, there's this there's a distinct taste with marijuana. And I guess if that's what they're they're getting is like that taste in the beer, I would be very interested to to try it. I think it's gonna be like one of those like phantom things where you're like, oh like if you told people, oh hey, there's weed in this beer, they'd be like, I know, I feel so high right now. And it's like, well there's actually it's, no it's, not, it's like when you it, like if you were to give a sixteen year old non alcoholic beer, they're like, Oh yeah, they're gonna so say drunk. they're like, so drunk. Nothing in it. Yeah. It's like beer flavored water. Mm-hmm. Kind of like blue light. Neither here nor there. Let's move on. <laughs> Take this one, because I'm All chewing. Right. So, speaking of marijuana, uh, Casey and I, while we were doing research for the show, 
um, there's a there's there's a game called Wobble Dogs. <laughs> That's a real thing. I'm not speaking it correctly. It's called Wobble Dogs. It's in <laughs> development, and it's about raising, training, and breeding your own physics pups. So it's got these like really really like boxy looking canines. And you and you raise them and you train them and it's like literally something that I feel like you would play when you were high or yeah. drunk or under the influence of some type of thing. It would be like if you're drunk and then you're looking at a dog and you can't stand still, you know, because you you have that drunk waver. That's what wobble dogs looks like. Yes. Yes. And it looks like super, super old, like, Max head. These are original, style. yeah, these are like, 80s 3D graphics. Like, money for nothing and your chicks for free video. Jackie, that's exactly what I was thinking. Dire Straits video. Great minds think alike. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. And hashtag alive in the late 80s. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of our roundup of that. But now we're going to get into... So I know some of you are probably like, I've been burned before. Um, in terms of Kickstarters, but we do have a few that you might want to check out. Yeah. If, if you are compelled to back them, there's only a few days left for these. I back. I'm sure you back. I back so many Kickstarters. He backed 10. I backed Jenny LeClue, and it still hasn't come out yet. But so. you've also backed another thing that we're going to be talking about, which... I don't know where it is. It's supposed to be on here. It's supposed here. to be on there. So, but we'll, that will be the last thing we talk about. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. On. Yeah. And although, the two that you brought up actually do look very interesting. Okay. And I may consider, if I weren't broke right now, I would consider backing them. Hashtag adult problems. Um, so, I'll let you kick it off. So, one that, like, stuck out to me. I, I go on Kickstarter every... I say every couple weeks. Like, a couple weeks. <laughs> You know, and I just kind of, like, go to discover, I look at comics, and I look at games, usually, um, just to see, like, what's coming up. So, one that stuck out to me is called, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that okay? Yeah. Sorry, guys, we got our food. Um, alright, so where I was leaving off is Zile, a cycle punk zombie RPG. Um, super weird type of looking game, uh, but... It was a cool concept. You are a uh, person who turns into a motorcycle <laughs> to uh, kill zombies. But that's only one of the characters. Yes. It's um, it's like a crazy like zombie apocalypse survival game. Um, and I was I was reading up a little bit about it because you told me about it. And it's in Montreal. That's Is it? I didn't never, realize that. I've never been to Montreal. But they've got a huge like indie scene because there's a bunch of game studios. Like Ubisoft has an office there, Bioware has an office there, um, and it's apparently like an incubator for indie studios. Uh, I didn't tell you about this, did I? No, you didn't. I, I looked it up on my lunch break today. Well, I mean, like when I went to Montreal. So we went to Montreal for our honeymoon. One of the places we went to. Yes, and I didn't send you pictures because I have not gone through all the Montreal pictures. But you bastard. You're right. All those, so we stayed right downtown. Ubisoft is across the street. And there's another, I want to say it's like Free Maker Games or something like that. It was another indie studio. I was like, holy shit. But yeah, Ubisoft Montreal and um, what was the other one you said? Um, Bioware has an office there. 
Okay. Compulsion Games is in Montreal. They made uh, Contrast and We Happy Few, which yep. just got put into early access on Steam, and it's an awesome game, so you should check that one out, too. We'll probably do a more in-depth review of that at some yeah, point. Yeah, we should, yeah. Um, and then... There's another one. Well, oh, that was the other one. Uh, Rock Steady has a Montreal. Oh, really? Or WB Montreal, okay. which which does uh, it did Arkham Origins. Like I I was like holy shit! Like all these game studios yeah, are right where we were. It's a ridiculous tech mecca. Yeah. In this city that's mostly European style old buildings. Montreal was the second coolest place that I went to outside of. Uh, Portland, Maine, which is also really good, but it has nothing to do with the games. So yes, Zile, a, a cycle punk zombie RPG, was really cool. Um, another game that stood out to me on Kickstarter was Code Seven. Uh, it's an interactive novel where you hack retro computer systems. This is just kind of more like one of those throwbacks. I thought it was funny. Um, you know, nothing crazy in that, but it, you know, it was a cool idea for that. Thank you. Did you interested in any coffee, tea, or dessert? Um, no. No? Not yet. We're just going to hang out, though, for a little bit. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Thanks, man. So I'll kind of... I'll try not to be over too much, but if you need anything at any point, just let me know. Okay. And Perfect. then um, in a few minutes, I'll bring by the check, too. Okay, Thanks. Separated, Great. right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks a lot. No problem. All right, so, yeah... Um, but let's. Why don't you take this last one? Um, so our our friend Jason Anarchy. I, I don't really know if we could consider him a friend, like an acquaintance, I guess. He's a friend by proxy. A friend by proxy. I met him at PAX last, not this last two year, years but the, ago. two years ago, second year at PAX. Um, and he's a pretty cool dude, and he just seems to be putting out card games like it's going out of style. Um, but the most recent one, that and he's he, from around here. Uh, yeah, he's in Niagara Falls, Canada. Yeah. So he's like a hop, skip, and a jump over the border. So usually I get my back rewards pretty freaking quick. Yeah, he's about an hour and a half from us. Which is awesome. And Jason, if you're listening, we should definitely get together for a beer because you live like right there. Um, but anyway, so this one's a little bit different. It's a card game about adults who feel like they're pretending um, that they're actually kids at heart, which is something that I can kind of relate to, and I'm sure Casey can as well. A little bit. I um, told you about a toy about today. <laughs> as, as the adult collector of action figures and other assorted <laughs> toys. Um, and as somebody who goes in public wearing Sailor Moon slash exactly. Peach shirts, so um, that that's me, not Casey. Although yes. I think you'd look great in the shirt. <laughs> Thank just you. that out there. Um, so that one is out, and that one actually just launched, so there's probably about 20 plus days left on that one, but definitely when you should check out, it's already met its, um, it met its goal, and it's Immediately. Like, Oh my gosh. All I his think, Kickstarters do. I think it's up to like $70,000 Canadian. Yeah. Um, and his original goal was like $4,500 Canadian. So a ton of the stretch rewards have already been met. Yes. So it's a good value. Go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's uh, let's go into this beer, right? Yep. So this has been this has been our unicorn for over a year. <laughs> This beer is notoriously difficult to get. Um, I suspect it's going to be maybe a little tiny bit easier to get this year, simply because um, Stone opened their brewing operation in Richmond in the spring. So they might be making it maybe exclusively out of their California location. Neither here nor there. We got it. Yes. 
Um, yes, yes, yes. So Travel last night had an event where they had five beers um, from breweries like Ballast Point, Lord Hobo Brewing Company out of Boston. Also makes great beer. We'll have to review one of those on the show. At some they actually time. have a beer here. They have one of theirs. Yeah, they have one here, but yeah. I need to drive, so I had to I had to make sacrifices. Yes. Um, but this one is an Imperial Stout. They've been releasing it over the last two years. It originally began as a the winner of a competition, a homebrewer competition. Um, and they had a limited batch. And then last year they released it more widely. And then this year I suspect they're going to be releasing it even more widely. Um, but it is their, it's like a celebration beer. Um, they release it around the holidays. Um... And I have I have a bottle from last year. At some point, Casey and I will probably taste that one, or I'll drink it myself because I'm selfish. I feel like I feel like it would taste better, honestly, after waiting a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Choco Mesa is made by Stone Brewing Company um, out of San Diego and also Richmond and Berlin. Uh, the alcohol content on it is 8.1%, so it's a little bit up there. You're not going to want to throw too many back, although he's on a second. I ate a lot of food, too, though. He also lives, like, two seconds south of me, <laughs> so um, it's not a big deal. But it is an Imperial Stout, which an Imperial Stout, if you're not familiar with it, is basically um, a, a crap ton of alcohol. It's <laughs> a very, very strong, um, strong beverage to enjoy. Um, so, I am enjoying it. <laughs> and he is very much enjoying it. I can't really smell the cinnamon because I am experiencing seasonal allergies. You know what? Today I'm not. Uh, I, I have uh, been, but okay. yeah. No, I did, I did take another sniff of it, and it does smell strongly of cinnamon. Yes. Um, and one of the things that we would know was it's a beer that you kind of want, you don't want to taste, you don't want to drink it like ice cold. Nope. You want it to hang out for a little while. And get close to room temperature because that's really where all the flavors and aromas really, really come to the forefront. Um, as a cold beer, I got a lot of the cinnamon. It was almost like doing like the cinnamon challenge where you eat a spoonful of I would, cinnamon. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, Probably order something else. And, well, order this and something else at the same time because this. Wait, you know, wait for it to get warmer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, or if you go to a place that's going to, like, serve it at cask temperature or something, is probably... That'd be nice. Um, Three Heads does that occasionally. They'll have, like, a cask at, uh, cask ale or a beer of some yeah. sort, and they serve it basically at room temperature, because America is apparently the only place that serves beer ice cold. It is. I mean, cask beer... Uh, we, we have a place that's um, only... It's a British pub. Like, uh, only British people work there. The... Uh, uh, Daily Toad. Uh, no, old, old, old Toad. Old Toad uh, here in Rochester. I mean, like, they serve cast ales. Um, I've had some cast ciders that are, like, above and beyond at Muller's Cider House. Um, so I actually think room temperature beer tastes really good. You know? I don't know. And I typically consume it as a matter of necessity because <laughs> I did not plan ahead. Well... I need something to drink. Not, like, Labatt Blue warm, it's I would not good. No. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. It, it does not come recommended. Throw that, throw that crap in the freezer for 10 minutes and you're good to go. Yes. Um, this is, you know, you want it to be a little bit cold. You know, if you're having a Sunday fun day and it's 32 degrees outside and it's been sitting in your garage... This is more likely to happen in my home. It'd be good to go. I agree. Just bring it in the house for a little while, and then you're you're good to drink it. So, um, but yeah, this 
uh, this one's relatively fresh, so the cinnamon notes are quite prominent. Oh yeah. Quite prominent. Um, you get a little bit of coffee, a little bit of chocolate, and it's really, really dark. Um, darker than perhaps my soul. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, like I can't even see through it, and it's not even that dark in here. And then a whole that's light. It's still relatively opaque. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it has some nice lacing uh, it, on it. We're trying to use, like, actual technical beer terms. Okay. we are a craft beer podcast. We try. We're attempting. We're making an attempt. I, uh, it tastes, I mean, I'm going to say something that's probably not craft beer, you know, specific. It tastes like fall. You know like what I mean? And, fall and, and, like, Christmas. I was going to say, and winter, like... You know what I mean? Like, this is a beer that, if I happen to find it out um, where I can buy a case of it, I will. And it's going to be perfect for my after-Thanksgiving snack or just through the winter months where you don't want to go outside, especially where we are. Like, this is a this is a wintry yeah. fall beer. Because the one time I had it last year, was it was Christmas. And yeah. it was, like, after we'd opened presents and we're just hanging out in the house. You know, it was perfect for that time. Um, 8 a.m. in the morning after you open presents. 8 a.m. is for mimosas. Okay. The beer doesn't open until at least 9.30. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, in my house, we open up presents at like 7 in the morning. We used to open presents as soon as it was light enough, my brother woke up. Yeah. And then, and then it was like everybody had to wake up and start opening Yeah, gifts. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. It does, it does taste like, taste and smell like the holidays. Yeah. It's a, it's a seasonal, you know, seasonal style. <laughs> um, so, you know, let's, let's give our rating of it. Uh, what, what do you think? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. Um, and I'm only really saying that because uh, a, a, a colleague of mine, from whom I received a, a, a 2016 bottle of from, thanks Jeff, um, is, I think it needs to age a little bit. He mentioned, he's like, you know, he's like, it was good, but he's like, I think if it, I think if it aged a little bit, it would be even better, and I would be compelled to agree with him. This type of beer lends itself pretty well to being aged. And I think that's kind of the intention. Um, because, you know, October is a little early to be releasing, like, a Christmas beer. I'm actually surprised that it that we're getting it now. I Like, this beer, yeah. it's more December. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's be, the end of fall. Yeah. It'll be stellar in two weeks. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Stellar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that'll we'll probably have to revisit it with the bottle that I have. And if I somehow come across it. And literally, if you see it, you should just buy it whether you intend to drink it or not, because it flies off the shelves. My husband and I, last week, there was, we're, I'm a member of a, we're members of a craft beer group on Facebook, and somebody posted that they had like two or three cases at a Wegmans near us. We went at eight o'clock, this was like in the morning, eight o'clock, by eight o'clock it was gone. Like so, in the morning? Like in the morning. Like we went, well, in the morning they announced it, and then 8 yeah. p.m. we went, oh, and it was gone. that's way too late. You made it 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking like, we're not talking like a Jenny Cream Ale Hall. We're talking like Chocovesa. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard to find. Hopefully what they'll do is they'll have another batch 
aged appropriately for December, and they'll release a couple cases out here. Um, and like that's the thing, you know. Well, first of all, my rating is I agree, nine out of ten. Like, uh, it could age a little bit more. The cinnamon is a little bit more overpowering that I'd like, but I ordered two because it's damn good beer. Yeah. Like, I would still drink this all until I can't drink it anymore. Yeah. Stone seldom disappoints. Yes, that's true. Um, it's a it's it's a damn good beer. Uh, what I was gonna say, just to kind of echo Jackie's thoughts, is yeah, if you find it, I don't know where to get it, but if you find it, get it. Like yeah. we know a few places that have it on tap in our area, um, but as far as like physically getting bottles of it, I it's mean, a it's a miss. yeah, it's yeah. a unicorn. You might be able, you might be able to get it from like a bottle shop if you're not sure. I don't know if Beers of the World has it. I haven't really looked. Or AJ's, um, maybe. AJ's possibly the place where my colleague got it. I believe we went to one stop. Don't know if they still have it. Probably don't. But um, I mean, if you, like I said, if you find it, buy it. I uh, like, I would, I would liken it to like the Boot Stout, which is also stone, and it's a collaboration with Will Wheaton. Yeah. I was able to huh. find a bottle at a Wegmans. Went back a week later, none to be found. Um, so it's 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 one of those things. Just if you see it, buy it. Yeah. Like, and if you don't want it, just send it to us. <laughs> like we're not we're not picky. We're not asking for charity. But hey, if you find it and you don't want it, give it. Send it this way. We never did find like um, the Walking Dead. No, one or well, that, that Chewbacca one. The Chewbacca one, no. Yeah. No, those are those are those are still they still elude us. Yeah. So um those achievements not yet unlocked, but now we can we can we can check Choco Base off on our list. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes we can. Absolutely. Alright, so where can you find us? You can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash brewlist. You can find us at Twitter, Snapchat. And Instagram at Brewless, or of course you can find us at Brewless.com. We're also available on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can listen to this and other fabulous things, um, such as previous podcasts that we've already <laughs> mentioned, uh, and also on Untapped at, at Brewless. Brewless um, everywhere. <laughs> just look for Brewless. Brewless worldwide. <laughs> we're the we're the only one on the internet that I know of. You, that's it. And yeah. If there's another one. Proceed with caution. Uh, next episode, we fully plan on getting back to the normal format, reviewing a game or games and a beer paired with it. Um, if you have any suggestions for games to play or beers to drink, um, we're open for it. Last year, we did a uh, butt-ton of uh, pumpkin beer. We did a pumpkin episode, actually. Um, so you can check that out. It was live. It was... Uh, thank you. It was... It was amazing. Our uh, our pumpkin yeah. pumpkin party, where we par- uh, paired party down with um, party hard. Party hard. I always say party down, which is a great TV show by Rob Thomas. If you haven't seen it, but yeah. Jackie is correct. You're obviously, also thinking pumpkin down from Dallas Point. Maybe I'm just mi- yeah mixing everything. Maybe you've just had too much chocolate base. There is a better possibility of that, um, but we also so as as well as episodes coming up. What else did you want to tell them about? Um, so we are going to do the Brewless Advent Calendar again. 
She did last year. Which, those of you who were with us last year, is going to be a 25-day celebration of games and beer and gifts and... And gifts, yeah. And gifts. Um, so we hope to have some pretty cool stuff to share with you then. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to do the t-shirt thing because people have been randomly asking for t-shirts and other stuff. So I'm, I'm researching those right now and I'm hoping to have some options for you if you so desire prior to the holidays so that you can gift them to yourself or loved ones if they're in your indie games. I am always like two for me, one for you. <laughs> like when I go to give gifts. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll be a thing. That'll be starting December 1st. Yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, you know, more podcasts. We'll definitely have podcasts before December 1st um, to tell you more about the advent calendar and t-shirts and beer and indie games. And um, as always, we're on Instagram all the freaking time, so um, keep an eye there and on Facebook for any announcements of any cool stuff that might be coming up. Including new episodes of the podcast, but you really should just go to Stitcher and iTunes and subscribe. I agree. I agree. Subtle plug. Uh, This is Casey saying you know, uh, drink Choco Vesa if you can find it. And this is Jackie. Until next time. Stay thirsty and play indie. Bye!